Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 12, how that God gently took Abraham out of his homeland, and we'll study the greatness of God who guided Abraham at the beginning of their vital relationship together. Now, Tom Cantor, our Bible teacher here on Friendship with God, has been on the radio for about four years now. He's put together 770 Bible teaching messages. We have them available in one resource, MP3 copies, digital copies, all formatted and ready for you in one resource, 770 of his messages, all great teaching messages on how to have better friendship with God. You can have all of these messages from Tom Cantor and Friendship with God with a donation of $500 or more. We'll send you this resource of 770 messages from Tom Cantor in MP3 format. You can call us now or after the program for this at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Now your $500 donation will help us to continue airing on this station in your city as well as get the gospel out to lost Jewish people through Israel Restoration Ministries and providing and supporting free gifts going out to lost Jewish people with the gospel Jewish-based materials. Now, if you'd like to support us, and we'll send you these 770 messages on MP3 and one resource from Tom Cantor, again, for a donation of $500, call us at 800-247-3051. Now, you can also sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse. You can find it on Facebook. Just search for Tom Cantor or Friendship with God or Israel Restoration Ministries on Facebook. Again, Tom Cantor has his own Facebook page as well as Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries. Search for us on Facebook. You can get the daily devotional verse on Tom Cantor's page and Friendship with God, but you can also get it through your email to your phone by signing up online at friendshipwithgod.org. Just click on the Sign Up tab right at the top, and you can sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse that will come to your phone or your email. Now here's Tom Cantor teaching us from Genesis chapter 12 on the beginning of Abraham's relationship with God. Lord Jesus, we remember how you lifted up your hands to heaven and you thanked your Father that you hid these things from the wise and prudent and you revealed them to babes. And Lord, this morning we come and we want to be those children, Lord, that look to you to teach us and reveal to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, just want to say that uh, in our last study, you remember that I told several stories of the early days of scantibodies, and when, without knowing what I was getting into, I went ahead and I said every time that, um, like Sarah, Cheryl never said no. You remember that? Well, anyways, we had a groundbreaking ceremony for our second building at Takati last week, and I told uh, all the people that we had about 550 people, I I told those same stories, and Cheryl was there, and um, I kept saying that, you know, like uh, Sarah, Cheryl never said no, and so at the end, to everybody's surprise, especially mine, Cheryl got up and (laughs) went up to the podium, and she said, I'd like to clarify something, (laughs) and I was in shock, and she said, Cheryl, like Sarah, always said no, (laughs) But Tom, like Abraham, never listened. <laughs> oh, Many women came up to Cheryl afterward and thanked her for that. So, oh, what can you do? All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, if you'd like to turn in uh, to Genesis chapter 12, verse uh, 1 through 3, we want to consider these verses again here 
Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I'll bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. All right, now, uh, we started the study in this very important person, the first man in the Bible who's ever been called a friend of God, so he's got our attention. And if for no other reason, that's why we focus on Abraham. And we've seen how God called this, this man Abraham with these words in Genesis 12, 1, get thee out, and he mentioned three things. He mentioned you, get, you must leave your country, you must leave your kindred, you must leave your father's house. So we saw how God's call to Abraham was a call of separation. He wanted a separation. God knew that he had put Abraham right in the middle of a critical choice that he had to make. Abraham was in a tough situation because on one hand, Abraham saw his familiar country, he saw his people, he saw his father's house, and on the other hand, he saw God. And the words of God that resonated inside Abraham were these words, get thee out. And when the, with those words, Abraham then, he knew that he had to make the choice. It was going to be between God or Abraham's country. It was going to be between God or Abraham's people. It was going to be between God or Abraham's father's house. And God knew that this was not going to be easy for Abraham to choose over his country and his kindred and his father's house. So the word of God that he gave to Abraham was that he wanted to bring Abraham, as you see in the last part of that verse, unto a land that I will show thee. Unto a land that I will show thee. It was a wonderful land. It wasn't all the details were not revealed, but it was going to be a land that God was going to show him. So really, when you look at this verse and taking a step back, this verse 1 is the introduction of Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. Verse 1 is God's way to introduce Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. Verse 1 is the scene that God has chosen to bring Abraham onto the stage of Jewish history. Verse 1 is God setting the stage for this critical introduction of Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. And then God says to us, the way we can look at verse 1, God says to us, now, with this stage that I've set, with this scene that I have selected, I would like to introduce to you Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. God, now, God had many, many options Many options for how he wanted to introduce to the world Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. He had many, many options. God had a lot of options that were available to him. He had the whole life of Abraham, who at this point is uh, more than 50 years old. He had his family, Abraham's family he came from. He could choose any one of the possible scenes to introduce Abraham to us. And we know that with all these events that God had to choose from of this 50 years of Abraham's life to introduce Abraham to us, you know how we study people in the Bible, how we've been doing this, and how I like to say, you know, freeze that picture or hold that scene. And 
sometimes, you know, I'd like to take out my iPhone. It never works properly. But anyways, and make this, see, I told you it doesn't work. Anyway, make this <laughs> clicking sound. It doesn't work. Anyway, so what can I do? All right. So to make the camera shutter sound, you know. The reason I do that is because in the Bible, God has chosen significant scenes to bring out to us. And the best way that we can learn from these scenes is just to freeze those scenes and study them. You know, just like when you really want to take in what's happening. My wife and I, would like to watch these old things, Bonanza, you know. Anyways, it's a weakness. What can we say? And sometimes we like to hit the pause button and just study the expressions on everybody's face, you know. That's what God wants us to do in the Bible. Hit the pause button and just let ourselves get impressed with what's happening. So we picture God. He's looking over like this picture album of the 50 years of Abraham's life. And he's looking over each picture of the life of Abraham. And he's flipping through the pictures of the picture album of Abraham's life. And he's looking for the perfect picture to use. This is what God is doing. And to introduce to us, what's the best picture God's looking for to introduce to us the father of the Jewish people? He's going to use this. And so he looks at this picture, and he says, no, that's not the one I want. And he goes on, and, and the next picture, no, that's not the one I'm looking for. And finally, God sees this picture. He chooses this picture from the life of Abraham, and he says, that's it. That's the one. I found it. I found the picture I was looking for. That's the perfect picture I was looking for to use to introduce to the world the father of the Jewish people, Abraham. Because God knew that for all eternity, that not only the Jewish people, but the world would read Genesis 12.1 and understand this is the picture that God chose to introduce Abraham, the father of the Jewish people. It's a very interesting picture. And now we want to take one step backwards. backwards. Of course, we look at what he said But we want to ask God a very important question. And the question is, Lord, of all the pictures that you could have chosen to introduce Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, why would you choose that picture? Why was that picture so important to you? And if we ask God that question as to why he chose that particular picture of Abraham being commanded to leave his country, his kindred, and his father's house, and we want God to tell us why, God might say something like that. You know why I chose that picture? I chose that picture to introduce the father of the Jewish people because it's a picture of Abraham choosing God over country. It's a picture of Abraham choosing God over his kindred, his people. It's a picture of Abraham choosing God over his father's house. And that's the best picture for me to introduce Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, to the world. And when I want to introduce to the Jewish people, their father Abraham, that's the signature scene right there. That's the one I want them to see. Why? Why does God want the Jewish people to see their father Abraham as being commanded to leave country and kindred and father's house? Why does God want to introduce Abraham to the Jewish people as choosing God over country, choosing God over kindred, choosing God over his father's house? Because God knew that Jewish people would have to, would be put in the Abraham position. They would have to choose between Jehovah Jesus and their own Jewish people. They would have to choose between Jehovah Jesus and their father's house or their mother's house. 
We'll return with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God in just a moment. If you'd like to be a part of working with Tom Cantor in Israel Restoration Ministries and reaching out to lost Jewish people, we'd like to ask for your volunteer support or might have an opportunity for you to even work for us full-time if you're in the Southern California area. For more information about Israel Restoration Ministries, go to israelrestoration.org, israelrestoration.org, or Call us for more information on how you can reach lost Jewish people and support the gospel going to the Jew first. 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Again, you can support us financially with a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation of any amount. And you can also be one of our volunteers or full-time workers. And for more information on how you can go to the lost Jewish people, call us at 800-247-3051. And he wanted the first picture they saw of Abraham, their father, he wanted that to be the picture of them choosing Jehovah Jesus over their own Jewish people. Abraham, their father, choosing Jehovah Jesus over their father's house. See, because by putting that picture of Abraham as the first picture of the father of the Jewish people in front of the Jewish people, God is saying, let the record be clear. Let the record be crystal clear that the father of the Jewish people be clearly seen as first choosing Jehovah Jesus over the Jesus-rejecting Jewish people. It's a little personal for me. I'm sorry. I get a little worked up in this. (laughs) All right, so, so God is saying, let the record be clear that the father of the Jewish people first be seen as choosing the Jehovah Jesus over the Jesus-rejecting personal family of that person. And that's what he's doing here. It means that to be Jewish is to choose Jehovah Jesus over the Jesus-rejecting Jewish family. Verse 1 is history. This is God's historical record of what happened to Abraham. And it's a picture of Abraham choosing Jehovah Jesus over his own people, his father's house. Now, when the rabbis say, which they do, that to be Jewish, you have to stand with the Jewish people and the family uh, who rejects Jehovah Jesus, that's not according to history. That's not according to Genesis 12.1. And when the rabbis do that, they are doing what they are very good at, which is revisionist writing, revisionist writing. The, the, The Talmud And all the parts of it is nothing more than revisionist writing. The God gave the written law. The oral law is revisionist writing. And so when Ahmadinejad over in Iran has the history books rewritten to state that the Holocaust never took place, that's revisionist writing of history. And when the rabbis say that to be Jewish is to reject Jehovah Jesus, that's revisionist writing of Genesis 12.1 of Abraham who chose God over his people in his own father's house. So the history of the father of the Jewish people, Abraham, is a history of a man who chose Jehovah Jesus over his people in his father's house. So to be a follower of the father of the Jewish people, to be Jewish, is to choose Jehovah Jesus over the Jewish people in the Jewish father's house. And to say that to be Jewish is to choose against Jehovah Jesus and side with the majority of the Jesus-rejecting Jewish people, that's revisionist writing. 
because it's not what history states here in Genesis 12.1. And this is such a major issue for the Jewish people that God chose this picture of Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, choosing Jehovah Jesus over his people in his father's house. And that's why it's so important. I mean, I have in my mind as I'm telling you this, the Hasidic Orthodox rabbi who came out and prayed with us to receive Jehovah Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and then returned home, and he was so excited to begin his work of, uh, as he could have put it, gently introducing the concept of Jehovah Jesus. There's no such thing, but anyway, to his Jewish wife, who bore his Jewish children, and to his Jewish parents, who bought his home (laughs) that he lived in and put him in the business that he was working in, and to his Jewish congregation. And as he ventured into the subject of the Jehovah Jesus, it became clear to him that he had to choose, like Abraham, between Jehovah Jesus and his Jewish wife. He had to choose between Jehovah Jesus and his Jewish children. He had to choose, I mean, think about this, if you were in this situation, between between Jehovah Jesus and his Jewish parents and the house that they bought him and the business that they put him in and between his congregation. So tragically, he chose to reject Jehovah Jesus and he called me on the phone and said, Tom, I've decided to remain Jewish. And I told him this passage here in Genesis 12.1 that to be Jewish is to follow Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, who chose Jehovah Jesus over his people and over his house. And because this crisis of choice is such an issue for the Jewish people, all of all the pictures that God have chosen to introduce the father of the Jewish people, God chose this picture of him choosing Jehovah Jesus over all else. So God's call to Abraham was a call of separation. And there came to Abraham at last that moment of separation when Abraham decided that he was going to obey God and leave. And it was not so easy for Abraham, and God knew that it was not so easy for Abraham. So God helped Abraham, made the decision inside, and then God helped him by causing his father Terah to decide to leave. And then the record says that actually that was how God stated it. God took Abraham out of Ur and then out of Haran as well. So That's what God did for Abraham. That's what God will do for anyone who decides to follow the Lord Jesus or choose him. God will help him as he did Abraham. Then he says in verse 1, to a land I will show thee. Now, he knew how hard it would be for Abraham to leave this country and his people and his father's house. So he balances out, and this is what God does. He balances out the loss of it all with a promise in Genesis 12, 1, when he says unto a land that I will show you. He promised he'd show him a land that, and Abraham could just imagine, this land is, is going to knock my socks off when I see it. But, and it was a land that God promised to show Abraham, and that was what Abraham had front and center in his thoughts and in his desires as he moved along with God. He gave him these words. These were words from God. A land that I will show you. That's the word of God that was for Abraham that he held on to as he headed away from his country and his kindred and his father's house. Just like it says in Hebrews eleven sixteen, they desire, and Abraham desired, a better country. That is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. And God gave to Abraham 
a new country to desire, a better country. He gave him a new city to desire, one that was prepared by God. Now we see in verse 1 that God has asked Abraham to make three sacrifices in order to follow him, as we've seen. First, Abraham was to sacrifice uh, his uh, being with his country or his community. Second, Abraham was to sacrifice being with his kindred or his identity. Third, Abraham was to sacrifice being in his father's house or the place of his comfort or happiness. And so now, notice how God gives to Abraham three promises that counterbalance the three sacrifices or three gifts that counterbalance the three sacrifices. When he says in in Genesis 12, 2, I will make thee a great nation, I will bless thee, I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. So first, to compensate Abraham for losing his country, to compensate Abraham for losing his community, God promises to make of Abraham a new community called a great nation. Second, to compensate Abraham for losing his kindred or his identity, God promises to make Abraham's name great, so that the people will find their identity in him, in following Abraham. And third, to compensate Abraham for losing his father's house or the place of happiness or comfort or blessing, that God promised that Abraham would be a source of happiness and comfort or blessing to others. And each one of those compensation of a great nation, of making his name great, of being a blessing to others, was so much greater a compensation compared to what Abraham gave up. And that's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ said is always the case when he said in Mark 10, 29 through 30, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. No one has ever really sacrificed for deciding to follow the Lord Jesus Christ because of what he says. He says because of these things that he says here. Because God is no man's debtor. That's what it means in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 when it says honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. In that particular case, it's talking about thy substance, the first fruits of all thine increase. And then it says, So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So God wants us to learn this as we see this there, that he never takes away anything. God never takes away anything from us. He only replaces it with something better. And we say, when God is going to take something, we say, No, God, don't take that away. Not that. And God says, I only want to take that away so that I can give you something better, as in the case of Abraham here. So Abraham has these three great promises from God, and there's just one little obstacle that stands in Abraham's way, in the way of believing God. Just one one minor obstacle, because when God told Abraham that he'd make him a great nation, then Abraham looked at himself, and and he saw that all his relatives were having babies, but his wife was barren, a little problem. And then when God told Abraham that he'd make his name great, Abraham said, looked at himself and he says, I'm an unknown alien in a foreign land. How can I be, have a great name? And when God told Abraham that he'd make him a blessing to others, Abraham saw he didn't own one square inch of land. He didn't have any possessions. to give. How can he give anything to anyone? 
So Abraham heard what God said, but what stood in opposition to Abraham believing God was what he saw with his eyes. Another tremendous day of Bible study here with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, on Friendship with God. If you enjoy listening to Tom Cantor on the radio or listening to these messages on the go, we need your support to continue putting this program on by MP3 download or on radio on this station that you're listening to. Now, to support us, you can support us with a one-time donation at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org can also uh, donate with a reoccurring monthly donation of any amount by calling us at 800-247-3051. Maybe it'd be $5, $10, $20, maybe even $40 or $100 or more. Every month, it'll support this Bible teaching radio program staying on the air on this station in your city as well as the gospel going out through our Jewish evangelism organization, Israel Restoration Ministries. We've been telling you about the summer blitz that's going on where we're reaching 700,000 doors of lost Jewish people in Jewish cities and communities in 14 cities in the U.S. and one in Canada, and with 111 missionaries that are going out and reaching Jewish people door-to-door, also street-to-street and person-to-person as they encounter Jewish people. These missionaries are working hard to bring lost Jewish people to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're about a couple of weeks into this program that's going all the way to August 3rd. There have already been at least three decisions of lost Jewish people coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, other Jewish people that are being discipled and worked with uh, towards baptism and even discipleship. Uh, after their decision, as well as uh, many people that are Jewish that are coming to church, they're hearing and inquiring about who the Lord Jesus Christ is and could he be the Jewish Messiah. Support Jewish evangelism and Israel Restoration Ministries in Friendship with God. Go to friendshipwithgod.org to donate online or call us 800-247-3051. 